This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 50 bucks at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with the WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cash with their over-under games. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And don't forget to go download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, DJs, to the DFS show for Colonial. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer, and special guest, Nagels Bagels. Jeff, what's up, baby? How are you? Hey, guys. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Sorry I missed you last week, but uh, it's, good to, it's good to be here. Thank you. You had a good reason for uh, skipping our show, though. How was Chicago? Yeah, well, I was, I was, I was out of town. I planned a vacation. And I just didn't want to interrupt that to do a do a little chat about the PGA. Yeah. I was I was actually at the on Monday night. I was actually at the uh, at Wrigley Field, mm-hmm. uh, Cubs Pirates. That was a nice little uh, that was a nice little venue. That was cool. But yeah, yeah I, was at, cool. I was I was out of town. I was in Chicago. I had a great time. And uh, so thanks for having me on this week, where a lot more people probably aren't going to care. But sneaky <laughs> good field, I have to say. It's not not a terrible field this week. It's a great field this week. So, what was your? So, have you been to Chicago before? I have not. I have not been to. Chicago. It was just. Uh, it's so stupid, Capper. You know, I I saw this. Uh, I saw this pizza video, and I like a couple years ago, and I decided you know, I got to go. I got. I have to have that. I just oh, I was like, I'm gonna get to Chicago at some point. I don't know when, but I'm going, and I'm gonna have that pizza. Where was it at? I saw the video. Was it Giordani's? Where was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I. I, I yeah I put it together but then and then I had a a, a friend meet me out there and you know added the Cubs game and then added some other stuff and it turned into like this you know nice little it was a nice couple of days nice, yeah nice. absolutely what side of the city did you stay on the middle of it we were in uh, <laughs> uh oh shit what the hell is it called it's got like this goofy name were you on the Magnificent Mile or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we were, yeah, we were right in the middle of everything. I love right Chicago. There. Chicago's my second favorite city. So hmm. Navy boot camp is up in some place called Waukegan, uh, which is like probably 45 minutes north. And so I used to go into the city all the time when I, when I was up there, when I was outside, oh. out of boot camp, obviously in A school. And then my sister-in-law lived in Chicago too. I fucking love Chicago. It's a, such a great town. Oh, it was great. We accomplished so much in a couple of days. We went to Navy Pier. We went to the, uh, went to the parks. There's a fountain. We did the river walk. We did a, Cruise thing, yeah. Ooh, the Portillos. It's probably like the best hot dog I had. This chili cheese dog that I ate. Oh, it's tremendous! It was just a really good. We got good weather while we were there. It was a good time. So, sorry I missed you guys last week. That's all right. Sounds like it, sounds like it was well worth the miss. Yeah, nice, nice clear headspace to to make some winning picks uh, for the Colonial. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah, there you go. So, do you have any like any uh, takes on the PGA? I think you left. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you left everybody on a cliffhanger on your show for who you're actually playing. I think you got a player pool and you didn't set a lineup. Yeah, it was weird. I yeah, I was a little behind. I was up late Wednesday night trying to figure out what I was going to end up doing. And yeah, I, you mentioned the player pool. Yeah, I had this player pool and I decided to. Uh, I had DJ in my lineup for whatever reason because and he wasn't on in my player pool. 
and he was the only one on my team that ended up missing the cut. I got a little lucky. I did have Justin Thomas as one of my one and duns. Okay. So nice. Right outside contention in one of the uh, one and done contests that I'm in. So that was pretty much it. I had an outright on Fitzy. I thought he might get there. Going into you know, got into the final group, so that was a little exciting yesterday. But for yeah, for the most part, I was you know I was on vacation at the beginning of the week, and by the time I put everything together, it was really just kind of it wasn't with a lot of conviction, but it wasn't terrible. The JT. <laughs> JT on the one and done is uh, is good enough, man. That's uh, that's, that's Wait, I want to ask Steve because Steve, this is something you and I, I think we've talked about in the past. With JT being like a little, we're not sure about him and when the mm-hmm. in certain weather conditions, and I think he's kind of proven himself to be based on how he did in the players this year when it was rough and this this week. I think he's kind of overcoming that reputation. Maybe he's not as soft as we thought he might be. No, I agree. I I think that take is dead. At this yeah. point, I mean, the fact that he was the best player in the bad wave and then he just cracked up with the weekend and then he was in the bad wave this time and he won. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that narrative is dead. I think there's another player that might be picking up that narrative that I think we might talk about tonight. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I officially apologize to Justin Thomas and his family <laughs> for calling him a house cat. <laughs> and so he couldn't play and win because clearly he has talked to Tiger and figured something out, and now he just doesn't complain and he just puts his nose down and he just hits great shots. So, yeah, I bad culpa, Justin Thomas, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good on him. All right, so, all right. Uh, so I guess you know why don't we just transition to Colonial now? So you know what are you looking for this week, Jeff? Uh, I mean, we got a lot of course history here. We got a nice blueprint, like, template of guys who typically do well here. What type of guys are you targeting? Yeah, these are usually the type of tournaments where I feel very comfortable. You know, just like uh, – I was, I, was, I was talking about this on the show last week, how, uh, yeah, we're, there, we're at a place where we have a lot of course history, whether it be a, like a Pete Dye-type golf course, uh, these, uh, you know, these real ball strikers-type places. We got the bent grass greens. And one thing I think people should factor in is that we're a week after a major. We have possible letdown spots. If you look at winners of like the Heritage in the past, it's usually not a murderer's row of uh, elite players. And you know, there's got to be there's got to be some sort of letdown for a bunch of guys in, in this field that are coming in, whether they're disappointed over last week or that they were doing all this preparation, getting ready for that, and. You know, maybe this week is just uh, like a scrimmage. It, it may not mean the world to them. So I'm kind of factoring that into uh, as we go as we go through the ranges. Although I say that, and you had Spieth win the uh, the Heritage after the Masters a couple of weeks ago, but Spieth hadn't won this year. You can you it, it kind of makes sense. You know, that wasn't that really wasn't like out of left field, right? And he's terrible at the Masters, so. Uh, so I'm, I'm factoring that in as well, but yeah, we have all the stuff. So it's going to come down to ownership percentage and which way the wind's blowing. As I like to say, do we have a weather update? Did you guys talk about that? No, we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Thursday, they're going to get some wind. Seems like maybe the morning gets the worst of it, but I mean, guys, the afternoon are going to 25 miles, miles per hour wind. Friday looks dead calm. Saturday and Sunday look like a mess. Looks like 35 mile per hour gusts pretty much all weekend. So. 
Oh, yeah. Right. This is going to be a probably topsy turvy, crazy colonial where maybe there's some live betting opportunities. Maybe save some room on the betting card so you don't, you know, you can li- fire some live bullets in tournament because it might flip on its head, you know, during it. So, uh, why don't we take a break and then we will start breaking down the ranges. All right. Sounds good. Well, listen, you guys got to make sure you get down on the win bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Plus the win bet casino is offering a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars and all you, all users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose or push a three leg or longer build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. And don't forget the match is coming to the win and you can bet on it on win bet the goat Brady and Rogers, uh, minus 200, uh, over, favored over Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. There's so much to choose for, choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's dive right in. Jeff, you're our very special guest. Uh, $10,000 range. Why don't you pick one player? You're probably building a solid foundation around in your lineup, and one guy you're fading in this range. I really like it when you say very special guest. <laughs> fuzzy inside. Thank you. Uh, I, yeah, well, I just talked about it, how with these super elite players, uh, possible letdown spot after a, after a major. If I was going to pick somebody, and you just kind of threw me for a loop with this weather forecast, I had no idea that they were going to have some serious, some serious wind this week. But I think that the value is going to be with Scotty Scheffler. Uh, even though he's at the top of the board, I could just see, I, I don't know this yet. Obviously it's early in the week, but I can see a scenario where the chalk is going to be a certain person and then the, the natural fate is going to be another person. And that's just going to leave you with, you know, two options and. I think I might be able to get some value with Scotty Scheffler this week if people think he sucks now and he's the highest price guy and you can get another person that's hot, that's a, also from Texas, that's $1,000 less. <laughs> I can see that. So I, I would say as of right now, I would, I would lean Scotty Scheffler. Uh, as far as fade goes, I mean, it's got to be JT, right? I mean, yeah, we have wind, but – I mean, he just freaking won the PGA. After Phil won the PGA, he was dog shit at Colonial. He's partying it up like there's. No, he's not. He's not going to contend this week. That's Are like you really comparing JT to fifty year old Phil Nicholson. I'm just saying, like he just won. He just won the PGA. Now it's like, all right, we're balls to the wall to win the Colonial. It doesn't make sense. I, how did he not withdraw already? I just that's got to be, I, in my opinion, that's got to be the natural. That's got to be. That's got to be the fake. Even though there's wind, but that's my opinion. Okay. I'm a very special guest. So, what do you guys think? Exactly. <laughs> All right, Capper, what about you? What, what's one guy you like and one guy you're fading? So, Speed is obviously the fit, right? But, like, it's gonna, he's gonna be uber chalk again. You're just gonna have to make the decision whether you wanna eat it or not. Uh, obviously, great course history here. Ranks everywhere, up and down the board, whatever. Like, I, 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 I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna play him or not. So I'm going to go with who everybody looks like they're probably just going to skip over uh, because obviously he just lost in a playoff again. That's Will Zalatoris. Uh, he's he's number one in approach, uh, and he's, what, 11th, went from 150 to 175, and he's 7th in gr- greens and regulations gained. And after he lost in the playoff to Luke List, 
came in 26, where he didn't completely bomb out. And the kids feels like, I mean, he feels like he probably should have won that tournament. And why not go out and win it this week? It's not a major. And the ownership's going to be super low. So it's an ownership play for me. Um, he came in six at the Masters, Mr. Cotta, the Byron Nelson, but just lost in a playoff to JT. And as we talked about last night, I put a stupid amount of money live on JT because everybody knew JT was going to win. So maybe now Will Z can uh, get out there and fucking uh, and actually prove it. At 10-1 at, you know, probably somewhere between 5 and 7% ownership. I'll take that all day. And a fade, I'm with... Jeff on the JT, and I'm also going to fade Hovland, uh, the around the green games, just, just too bad. I know we got the bad weather wave, but he's still going to be owned at like, you know, somewhere between 18 and 22%. It's easy chalk for me to fade. Okay. Um, I mean, I think you can make a case for JT. Sure. You guys aren't. All right. You guys are just playing narrative street. You got no idea what's in his head. Right. I think you can also spin this win at the PGA that, Hey, I got the monkey off my back. Now I just want to win everything. And just- <laughs> Chill everybody. Yeah, that's true. Could do that too. And I'm also starting in 2017 when he won the PGA. He finished T6 of the Northern Trust as his next start, and then he won the next start after that. Okay. So he's got that in his DNA. So, and I'm also looking at ownership, and it looks like people aren't really going to him. Seems like it's going to be all more cow with Spieth and Hovland in this range. Yep. JT's going to barely crack, crack 10. Scheffler, you know, that's a good call, Jeff. You know, maybe not even get nine. Uh, Zalatoris getting low ownership. I think those, I, I think I like the Scheffler play though the most. Uh, of these guys, I like the narrative that he sucks. Um, no one thinks he sucks. I mean, you never know. No one thinks he sucks. Okay. Well, I, I think the only cause for concern with Scheffler is his course history is pretty bad here, but he's a different player now. And if he's going to get really low ownership, I played around with a couple of Scheffler lineups and I actually didn't hate what I came out with because I like some guys in the low nines, I like a lot of guys in the eights. Um, like I think a winner is probably going to come, I think, from that range, like the middle tier. So I was fine. I, you know, putting together a Shuffler lineup at, you know, some leverage and going some of the guys I like down there. Yeah, I, I like Shuffler. I, th- I think that's a good DFS play. And then my fade, just because of the win, uh, I give up. I throw my hands up, white flag. Um, more cow in the wind is a, it's a thing at this okay. point. Uh, there's a lot of instances I can look at with him. Uh, I mean, he had a big Sunday at the Masters this year, but the wind died down. Other like when it was windy, he was just okay. Yeah. Obviously, he got the PGA didn't go well for him. I mean, he's on the wrong side of the draw. Of the players that's not really fair. Yeah, but, like, I'm fair. also looking at Abu Dhabi. That was a really windy uh, tournament over on the European Tour. It was T62. Like and just look at some of his best finishes. CJ Cup that was in a dome in Las Vegas. Um, you know, Hawaii. You got Bahamas. Like the even Riviera this year. That was not like a hard, difficult, crazy wind condition like Riviera that we saw. You know, I think Joaquin even won it like what, like minus 18. So I think that's a big red flag for me is his performance in the wind and the fact that he might have the highest ownership in this range this week. Um, well, second highest, but it's going to be, it's going to be pretty high. Yeah. Uh, and he's also cursed. So oh, who's, that's, who's that's a little hanging first. Yeah, Sobel put him in the headline. So Sobel hasn't been terrible lately. Oh, okay, well, never hard, hard, hard He regression. hasn't. What? Hard regression then. Yeah, maybe he hasn't. Yeah. Jeff, seriously, like we have somebody tracking it. Like he hasn't been as bad as he he was. I'm not saying he's fucking lighting the world on fire, but he's not an automatic cross off anymore. Okay, I disagree. Okay, right. really disagree I have well, a question. Given with the forecasts, I more counts a favor. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. All right. So we've been having, I've been having conversations offline 
about Kyle Morikawa in the wind. And the one thing that I want an explanation on, I this after the show or another time, but how do you explain Harding Park? You know, the, the weather conditions were not was not great. It was yeah, windy. but it wasn't, it wasn't that. It wasn't windy. Though. It was kind of soft and cool. It wasn't really. It was like, overcast and cold. It wasn't windy. Yeah, that that wasn't really that windy from what I remember. I think I think I think one of the waves had a big win on like Thursday, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. over the weekend it laid down, and that's when he made his move. Okay, so maybe there's some a lot of uh, validity to it. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to. That's something that I always, when I'm always thinking about Colin in the wind. I, that's something that I always go back to. Mm-hmm. I just was. Well, maybe I, maybe I have a bad. Maybe that's a bad take because the wind wasn't as bad as I am making it out to be. All right. I'm sorry I interrupted. Thank you for. No, there's no interrupting, bro. This is the show is not hardline fucking. Like this is the whole point. We talk. You, we, talk we talk shit out, man. That's it. That's the whole point of the show. We talk you, shit out. You know I love digging in the memory banks and pulling out obscure stuff from tournaments three years ago. I love talking about it. There you go. What the fuck happened to you apologizing for asking a question? Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Well, I move on to the $9,000 range. Capper, why don't you kick it off first? Why don't you go go with one player you like and one player you're fading? All right. So uh, I love Finau this week. Um, I mean, if you take a look at his stats, uh, he he looked okay last week. Um, You know, whatever. You you know, he... he, he looked fine. Like it, it, he netted, you know, basically positive everywhere. Um, he is what is he in approach? He's his approach is back. Like I mean, with a with losing seven point seven strokes uh, in approach at the Wells Fargo, he still where the hell did my screen go? Um, he's still uh, he's still twenty ninth. He's twenty ninth with losing seven point seven strokes in one in one field. And I know he gained eight in the other one, but last week he was back with it. Um, he puts well on bent. He's sixth in this field in greens in regulation gained. Um, Tita Green, he's a monster. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, he's going to come in at, at lower ownership than I thought he would have. But I mean, look, it's fucking Monday night. It could change, right? But yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, what's not to like about Balfino? I mean, he, he's a guy who obviously didn't, you know, didn't really contend at the PGA and he needs to get out and get a win. He, he gained 8.2 strokes in Mexico and didn't fucking win because he lost two strokes putting, but we're back on bet now. Um, and that's his best putting service. I know that's not saying a lot, but yeah, listen, overall, he's great TD green and, uh, he can club down and his approach game and his irons are, are back on that, 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 that over seven was a, just a weird aberration. And, uh, if his irons are on, he could definitely win this tournament. Okay. Uh, what was your fade? So, I guess I get. So it's easy to say M, right? Because his ownership's going to be fucking low, right? Just because nobody knows what what happened with the with the COVID. So I'm going to fade Homa. Um, he doesn't have a good, too good of a course history here. He's got one top thirty. Um, I don't know. I can never get this fucking guy right, and I don't like watching him golf for whatever reason. I don't know. Something, something irritates me about him. It's probably because I never have money on him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade Homa. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to agree with him fee now. I think the only thing I'm going to add to that is, I mean, he played three pretty good rounds at the PGA and one just disastrous round. Disaster, yeah. And maybe chalk it up to the fact he wore a really stupid shirt on Saturday. He just was really embarrassed. <laughs> I knew you'd hate that. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter and even I caught wind of that. <laughs> um, 
Otherwise, though, he hit the ball great on Sunday. Uh, he had a second-place finish here back in 2019. From my recollection, that also had a lot of wind. So maybe that's the type of setup in Colonial he can handle. You're right with the ball striking. Like, you know, he puts a little better on back guys. I'm good with that. I think my faith is, is probably Berger. And I say that just because I'm surprised the popularity is as high as it is, considering he hasn't done anything since the Honda. His eyes are super loose right now. Well, super yeah. Loose. Well, I mean, I, I think the take that he was a world-class iron player, I think that was a little overstated. A little that strong? was for like a, he had a good like five months. A little strong? Okay. And now, and now it's coming back down to earth. And I don't know, listen, I, I might have been wrong that he might have been, I, you know, nursing an injury at the Masters. Like he played Harbortown, looked okay, withdrew from Mexico and then looked terrible last week. I don't know. I mean, I could see it if, People were actually ignoring him. The fact that, okay, it's a guy who's won this tournament where, you know, the long-term stuff looks okay, but people are going back to him. And the fact that he hasn't done anything to warrant, I think, any of that popularity, at least in the last three months, that's not for me to fade. So Agreed. He came, right. in, four, he came in fourth at the Honda. That's it. I mean, that's, right, the, no, only, that's the only thing. That's it. Other than that. That tournament he should have won, by the way. He was up like five heading into the... Yeah, Sunday. exactly. And choked it away to Sepp Straka of all fucking people. Yeah, oh, I don't. Lord. I don't want to talk about the Honda anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who had Lowry, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Jeff. What about you? What's one guy you like? One guy you? Well, favorite? I don't have a question. Sorry again with the questions. Stop apologizing. I'm, su- I'm surprised neither of you mentioned Abe. Answer isn't he going to be? I I'm assuming yeah. Finau is going to get some get some runs, but I would think the answer would be a very popular. A very popular selection was that. Is that yeah, no. I, so I love answer, right? He's got good history here. He's, a, he's around the green. Game's gotten a little better. He's top twenty in uh, one fifty to one seventy five in this field, um, as far as uh, the appro- approach game goes. And yeah, I mean, look, he looked good. He looked healthy last week, uh, and he's a fucking. He's a stud putter, man. So yeah, I, I don't hate it. He's just gonna, little, I think he's going to be twenty percent on though. Okay, that's uh, that's that's what I figured. I, I'm so, not a big of a fan of answer as my co-host is. Okay, but the question is, is that he's not really going to be flying under the radar. People no. are going to play Gabe Answer this week, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Whether that's right or wrong, that's going to be happening. And then you guys both mentioned Finau. That makes sense with the course history and whatnot. But you don't want to talk about the Honda, but Sung J.M. won the Honda in some windy conditions. He has a top 10 here. I know that he hasn't played. He's rested. He didn't <laughs> play last week. You want to go that angle. I if I am getting if I am getting minute ownership, if Answer and Finau are going to be near twenty and Sungjae is going to be in single digits, uh, Sungjae M one on bent grass at the Shriners, I can see a scenario where I would be very interested in, in that if the if the ownership is right, if if no one's no one's talking about him. I mean, he, yeah, he got diagnosed with COVID. He couldn't get couldn't get in. He couldn't leave. Right. Whatever. I don't think he's like ill. I just think that he helped to get through protocols. That's the, that's, the, that's, that's the hottest thing for me, right? I just don't know. Like, I don't know if he's sick. How the fuck do you know if he's sick, Jeff? Oh, I assume, <laughs> well, assume, how about we assume the best case scenario that he's Why? like? No, you always sick. assume the worst case scenario, Jeff. That's how life works. Assume but then the worst. I want to play anybody. <laughs> listen, I, listen I, me and Steve had an offline conversation uh, prior to the PGA. Like, we were both like – Excited to bet him. Like, we wanted to bet him going into the PGA, right? Thinking we'd be able to get a good number on him. And then he, he couldn't get out of Korea. So I just don't, 
I just rather like, I'm, I'm fine with it as a DFS play. Like I won't bet him outright. Like I'm fine with it. Like it's, it, especially if you're going to get single digit ownership. Absolutely. Like it's just a big risk, right? Because you don't know. Like who the fuck knows how he feels? You know what I mean? Like who knows? I rather play Sung Jay over answer and Sung Jay's my one B in this range. So I have perfect. Nothing else to add for Jeff. I, I think you nailed it perfectly. Nope. Nice, nice buddy. If I had to fade anybody, it'd probably be Burger. I, I, I don't know what's going. I don't know what's going on with him. He's um, you know, he's a bum. I can't stand Daniel Burger. I'm done with him. And I think uh, I think Brooksy's gonna be getting married. I don't know if the wedding's this weekend or not. I wonder if Burger's going to that, or I guess he's not going to that. But ah, uh, maybe maybe he's just trying to get a Thursday Friday. Maybe his girlfriend, his girlfriend, maybe his girlfriend's going to that. There's no way he's not going to his boy's wedding. Like, it's not happening. Like, I, was, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't keep up with that. wedding is coming. That wedding is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that wedding's coming. I believe you, you weirdo, following fucking golf people's weddings and shit. I'm just saying, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> Jenna, is, wait, is it, isn't Burger the girlfriend the one you don't like? Yes, but she's friends with Jenna. Ah. So probably be at the wedding. Although uh, she was not at the bachelor party. I don't believe. Oh, oh, that's a. That's, I didn't take. I didn't take a rift. Funny, that's a rift. I don't know how close they are because that would cause a problem at the house. Let me tell you right now. How the fuck do you know that? I, I didn't take roll. I, you know, I don't even know if I want to know. <laughs> All right. All right. Why don't we take a break and then we'll uh, get back to it. All right, so listen, Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, the Dynasty League. Uh, and listen, it's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, you choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then just choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere between 2 and 20 times your money. Um, the main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with just the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game and have some fun with your friends and make some Money and don't forget to use promo code SGP. There you go. Okay, all right, eight thousand dollars. I guess I'll kick it off. Um, so if we're gonna have kind of winning conditions, I, I I'm gun shy picking guys who are making their debut here, but I mean, Fleetwood just playing good. Um, I mean, everything looks great. The ball striking looks good. He's a great scrambler. I think that's going to be important this week, especially with the windy conditions. And a lot of these holes are going to play in a crosswind with that south wind, too. Uh, good putter on bent. I, again, I understand this is the first time here, but 8,800 bucks. Like, if you finish like top 15, I'm fine with it. That's, that's a real expectation. Uh, I want to talk about Webb Simpson, though. And yeah. so he finally showed something with the ball striking last week. And I actually found, I'm not sure if it was floated out there last week. But he finally changed his irons. He wasn't happy with what was happening. So for years, he was hitting blade irons. And like him and his caddy, Paul Tesori, were going back and forth and saying, hey, like, listen, it's not – if you go to these, like, I think, like, Titleist T100s or something. I'm, sorry, I'm going to get really the gearheads oh, on right now. Oh, Lord have mercy. If you go to these Titleist T100s, <laughs> it gets through the rough a little better. And Webb was just very stubborn about the whole thing. And finally, he relented because, like, he was complaining that, you know, his iron game used to be his best part. Now it's one of his worst parts. And he finally hit, like, he had a few, like, big rounds with his irons last week. Now, the final round didn't go so great for him, but he played fine. Uh, his 
track record at Colonials kind of mixed. He's got three cuts, but he also has two top fives. So that's pretty big ceiling there. And doesn't look like there's a whole lot of ownership on him either. I don't think maybe a lot of people really, you know, caught the scent. He actually kind of did okay last week. So he had a really good Saturday. That's he had a good, he had a good Thursday too. Mm. He did. He, he did. Trust me. Cause I, I had a miscut prop on Webb Simpson and <laughs> I know. I was not happy with how it started. So like he had, he had like a big, a couple of rounds of big iron numbers, a couple of rounds, like he didn't start with the putter. He had a couple of big putting days too. Like I think he's kind of close to maybe putting some things back together. I know you don't like it. I don't give a shit. So that's, <laughs> and then I'm going to fade Billy Horschel. I think I just said Horschel fatigue. I mean, I think his best finisher is like a T19. Like, nothing's just really popping for me. Like, it seems like all the stats are kind of flatlining here. Didn't really do much last week. I'm just, I'm just not feeling Horschel at this, you know, this week. And it seems like he's also kind of drawn some little bit of ownership too. He's going to be at least in the double digits. I mean, all these guys look like they are, but I think I'm just, I think I need to take a break from Billy for a little bit. <laughs> and if it's going to be windy, he kind of can be a nutcase. No, absolutely not. All right. All right. Jeff, what about you? What about you? I love Taylor Gooch this week. Okay. okay. Um, I know his ownership will probably be high. I don't care. I'm, I'm really – I I was going through basically everybody $8,000 and up, everybody 50 to 1 and under, and I love I love Taylor Goose this week. He was good last week. He played – I mean, he missed a lot of bur- makeable birdie putts, I think it was on Friday. He he was awesome. I was tracking his round, and he was great. Uh, you mentioned the you know with the wind and everything else. He hasn't won. Like, I know he won in the fall, but he hasn't won. He, this is he's a he's a perfect post week after a major winner, Taylor Gooch, and I think I like him a lot. And I'm not going to let ownership now, barring a late curse that I hear about or something like that. I'm I'm sticking to that as of Monday. I like Taylor Gooch a lot. So I'm going there. Uh, as far as the fade goes, I mean, Bryson's in this, in this range. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's too easy. I'm going to fade, fade a 1% I'm not even gonna take that one. Out there. <laughs> I'm going to take, I'm going to fade Mito. Okay. Uh, okay. I think, I think that's, you're allowed to do that. He's at 8,600. Uh, I'm trying to remember what tournament it was. It might have been Xander, actually, at the Heritage, where the week after he lost, he came in second at the Masters in 2019. He went to the Heritage next week, and people were all over him, and he was terrible. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a, when you're in the, after something like that happens, it's just hard to recover a couple of days later and, and just put it behind you, act like it's no big deal, and continue to play your best golf. So, I mean, Good on Mito. Had a good week. I picked the wrong Chilean. <laughs> I, was, I was all in on Neiman. That was fine. It happens. But, uh, yeah, just anybody that's in that spot, I just, I don't see a, I don't see a bounce back right away. That's going to sting a while. It, look how, look what it did to Molinari after a brutal loss like that. Ugh. You just, just don't recover from these things. No. In his, three, his soul, his soul is still in Augusta. <laughs> what I'm saying, like it's just so that's why I'm and that's why I'm fading them. Although that was a that was a great performance up until the last one. So that's it. There you go. I'm done. All right, okay. I like it. 
All right, seven thousand on range, Jeff. You're hey, right. what about me, I'm motherfucker? Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Gaffer, <laughs> why you go then? Two guys you like, one guy you don't. So I'm with you on Fleetwood, man. Uh, so he's fourth in greens and regulation game, seven top 25s out of his last eight. Everything else you said, um, yeah, whatever. I'll take him. And then uh, Kevin Na, uh, he's ninth in approach in this field, ninth in with the irons from 150 to 175, 28th in greens and regulation. Good course history. Um, obviously you can get hot with his putter and and light it up. Yeah, he's an asshole and he's going to live, but I don't care. Like I You're think concerned that's concerned that he's probably going to be maybe the most popular. I, I don't think he's going to be that. I don't think he's going to be the most popular guy in the AK range. Oh, he got he got pushed to the moon on Mayo this week. What do you mean he got pushed to the? I see. I haven't listened to Mayo. So I haven't listened to anything. They're, so, they're all in on. Nah. Uh, well then, fine. Fuck. All right. I guess I'll have to retake it if he's going to be that highly owned. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, stat, stats wise, I I get it. His, his iron's great. Yeah. He's going to be. It's that ownership is probably going to be really high. Yeah, all right, fine. And he played and I, okay last week. Yeah, he played. He played okay. I thought he was gonna play a little better, but whatever. Like it is what it is. Uh, and I'm with I'm with Jeff. You can't, I'm not touching Vito uh, after that soul crushing performance. Like his interview at the end, like the fact that he sacked up and went to do the interview. Um, obviously, like really good on his part, but you could just see his mind was fucking scrambled, and there's no way he's gonna be in the headspace to um, compete again this week. I don't think anyway. At least I wouldn't be able to. But but again, I'm not a professional PGA tour. All right, well, we move down to the 7,000 dollars range. Jeff, why don't you pick just like three, four, five guys uh, that pique your interest in this range? Okay. I it's it's not I don't think it's that great of a range, which is gonna be a problem because I said the same thing when I was looking at the sixes. <laughs> hey, I'm going with my going with my post my post uh, major letdown theme. I was looking at uh, CT Pan a yeah. little bit. I think he won the uh, he won the Heritage, right? Or he almost, he blew the Heritage on the 18th. No, no, he, he, no, he fucking got he would did he withdrew? Isn't that when he fucked me with the seven percent withdrawal? That was a couple weeks ago, but he won the 2019 Heritage. Gotcha. Okay. All right, man. If, like his wife was on the bag or something. I think I I, I don't know a, a vague memory. Uh, he's been in good form lately. I think I played him at the. Uh, the Byron Nelson or one of those bullshit tournaments between the Masters and the PGA. And uh, so I would take a look at him. Uh, Tom Hoagie, maybe? I haven't. What other names was I looking at here? I'm sorry. I didn't, well prepared. I, well prepared, Jeff. Well fucking prepared. It is circle. I didn't want to start. I don't want to screw up my notes. <laughs> I, I tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be Harold Varner. I know, I know Woodwind is going to be. Uh, that's a popular pick. And look at Chris Kirk was 3% on last week. I talked about him on the show. He was in my player pool. I didn't roster him, but he went out and finished top five or whatever it was. Yep. And now he's going to be super, yep. you know, super popular selection. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to figure out ownership in this range. I might go back to Matt McNeely, a guy who played well at Heritage, played well at Pebble, you know, these narrow golf courses. He can make enough putts. He wasn't great last week, but. I like Matt McNeely, and he's a guy that is like, oh, who's who's one of these the guys who haven't won yet that can maybe sneak out a win in a vulnerable field? So I like McNeely, I like CT Pan, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look around a little bit. Maybe Matthew Neesmith, that type of guy. Okay. There are guys here. There are oh guys. yeah, there's guys. There's guys. So CT Pan worries me. So I was super high on CT Pan. I don't remember what was it, two weeks ago, Steve. 
Yeah, I think it was for I think it was Byron Nelson, maybe. Byron Nelson. And then yeah. he fucking withdrew after um after it started. So I just I don't I don't know what the injury is, right? So there's definitely injury risk for that. So you might get a a, a discount on ownership, but he's still looking like he's gonna be over ten percent. So if I'm not sure about how healthy he is, I'll probably pass on CT Pan. Okay. Uh Capper, what about you? Who are some guys you like? Uh so uh, listen, I like uh, I like Hoagie as well. Uh you know, look he play, he's got a decent course history here. He's thirteenth uh with Wait, his hold, time time out, time what? out, time out. Decent course history. Yeah. He finished decent. T seventeen's debut and he missed the cut the last two years and he finished outside the top forty in the other two. That's T seventeen. I said decent. Okay, so one, one out of one. five. Okay, okay. Okay. That's fine. That's just decent. I didn't say good. I said decent. Um so Okay, okay, uh, no Clinton. <laughs> yeah, man, whatever. Uh, and so like top ten last week. Um, you know, started out really strong. Uh, same thing, just kind of had a had a shitty Sunday. Um, good at the Byron Nelson. Um, good. You know, listen, he, he was obviously he did he won Pebble this this year. He won Pebble this year. Yeah, he won Pebble this year. So you know, uh, small greens, target target golf. Like, let's go. Like, and he's thirteenth on approach. Um, overall in this group at seventy six hundred. Like, I, I'd I'd watch ownership a little bit just because he's sandwiched between Gesundheit and fucking Tringali. So I'm pretty sure a lot of ownership is going to filter to Hoagie. Uh, but I like him. And, uh, I know Jeff hates him, but, uh, HV3, like what, what's not to like? He's sixth in around the green in this field. Um, he's top 20 in approach, uh, 35th in greens and regulations gained. Um, played well at the RBC, top 25 in his Masters debut. Uh, and, uh, whatever. He played like shit, uh, but he got a bad weather draw too, uh, this past weekend. So, I, but another thing, it's the ownership, man. It's Monday night, so I have no fucking idea. If he's going to be 18% owned, I'm not going to play him. Um, but I don't understand. I, I, I don't see how Woodland, Kirk, Varner, and Harmon can all be 20% owned. I mean, it's just, it's going to shake out that one of these guys is going to be the lower owned. Um, and then at the bottom, I never fucking play this guy ever. Um, and I don't know if I tripped over him, if I'd recognize him, but, uh, Lashley pops. Uh, in the model, um, he's 34th and around the green, 21st in approach, 14th in greens and regulations gained, and T17 at the Nelson withdrew from Wells Fargo, T11 at Mexico Open, and, uh, you know, top 20 at Valero. Yeah, I'll take fucking, I'll take Lashley with some low ownership just because he pops in the model. He doesn't putt well on bent grass, which is kind of, uh, kind of unnerving in the fact that I never, ever fucking play on, but yeah, whatever, I'll take it. Okay. Um, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of popular guys up at the top of the 7,000. Mm-hmm. Kirk, Woodland, Varner, Harmon, who's also cursed this week, Munoz, fuck me last week, Justin Rose, Hoagie, um, CT Pan. I think they, of, of that group, I think I like Woodland and Pan the best. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, if it's going to be really crazy windy conditions over the weekend, I think I want a guy like Woodland. I yeah. think I trust him to kind of grind it out and like tough it out and, and get the job done. And his course this year is really good. And he his played, ball flight cuts through the wind pretty well too. Yeah, he, he, he can I mean, hit that bullet. That, yeah, he's got that low ball flight too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he played pretty well at the PGA. Sunday was bad, but he had a couple of good rounds. Some iron, you know, where his iron's pretty good. Um. So overall for the tournament, ball strike looked good. I think we go back to him. Uh, and then with CT Pan, I mean, I forgot about the injury concern. I forgot he withdrew. Um, but just looking at the stats, he has, I think, a T3 back in that 2019 Colonial that had windy conditions. I like that. Hitting the ball great. Yep. Uh, I think that might help this week. 
And then I also like Matthew Neesmith Nagel. Um, you know, like you got a good finish at Heritage recently, good finish at Valspar, kind of two target golf, golf courses. You know, you got to plot around his, his course history here stinks, but it's only two times and he's playing well recently. So I like that. And I kind of like Patrick Reed again. <laughs> so he, so he finished at plus two and like, I think like T32 for tournament. He was at two under he was. three holes to go. And he's what double bogey bogey. Yep. Finally, as like he's actually starting to hit his irons good again, and like he's scrambling it all right, and like that's like like in the betting markets, I've seen a hundred to one, and like yeah. you kind of look at like some of these guys who have won Colonial, <laughs> it's kind of like a Patrick Reed that like yeah. just ends up like doing it. Like I don't understand why he can't just do like what Kevin Na did a couple of years ago, where listen, like Na was dog shit off the tee like coming in, and he still won the tournament because. He just likes the course. It fits his eye and he has irons going. He just drain a bunch of putts. And if it's going to be windy and guys are missing greens all the time, it's just going to be an up and down game. I kind of like him. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Reed. That, that's, that's a guy who is going to come in sub 5% again and yeah. he can absolutely get it done. Yeah. He played, he played fine last week. Nope. That, that's not a terrible call, Steve. I think he's like a hundred to one. So that's, if he's like, he's double the price of a lot of players that he's better than or, you know, when he's right. So yeah, that's not bad. Uh, Capper, I just wanted to say something. I got, yeah. Last week at the at the PGA, this basically this Capper zone where all your guys finished with the same score. And <laughs> I left. You had Rom plus six, <laughs> Keegan Bradley plus six, <laughs> Al Barton the third plus six. They all finished T forty eight. Teddy McCarthy finished. Uh, McCarthy's not one of my guys. Yeah, but I like to hear you say that. So I, I, I threw him in. <laughs> threw in Denny McCarthy. But, um, yeah, that's, well, that's well, funny. Well, well, that's zone. I, didn't have, I, was I didn't have, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have any, I didn't have any ROM. I didn't have, I had minimal Keegan and I had, I, I probably doubled the field in eight. But you understand what I'm yeah, trying yeah, to say. I know. Those I are know. your guys for the most part, usually. Yeah. And I decided that they all finished in the same. The same score. It's really not that. Fun. Sorry to interrupt the show. No, 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 no. It's good. This is the capper zone. I like it. All finished plus six. I wish I. Uh, I wish I didn't fucking know that. Austin <laughs> plus six capper. <laughs> I fucking love it. God. All right. Well, we take another break and then we'll uh, finish breaking down these tiers. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. You want to talk about the capper zone? You guys need manscape. Sweaty sack summer is approaching, and it's time for you to prioritize. Prioritize, prioritize, had to take my dip out, uh, the comfort of, for your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch, crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. And I've had the honor of testing these new boxers, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable, breathable, it's like the gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's that serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels and let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code SGP at manscaped.com. Jeff. I mean, your, your mail, your, your, your job requires you to be out in the sun. I mean, I would imagine that you don't like your ball sticking to your legs, right? We really, you really don't need to include me in this ad. <laughs> well, listen, no one likes balls sticking to their legs. Okay. So, uh, you gotta make sure you go get those, uh, go get those boxes. All right. And let's say you're on a date and your partner catches the manscaped waistband on your underwear. It's almost guaranteed to raise eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. <laughs> that is thanks to the lawnmower 4.0 
the best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. This trim offers skin-safe technology designed to trim hair on loose skin. And outside of the ball trimming, they're now focusing efforts on helping the thigh slappers in other ways with the, the game-changing boxers. And the boxers include features like the jewel pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Basically, imagine your balls sipping pina coladas, chilling on a hammock on some tropical beach. The micro model fabric is buttery soft and breathable to keep your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut. These moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat, and the tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in, and it lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. The front fly opening gives easy access and makes bathroom breaks quick and efficient. You can choose from an arrangement of designs and colors that range from small to 3X for all of the guys out there. So get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at promo, with promo code SGP at manscaped.com. Once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. Nicely done. Yes. All right. Well, you know what? Since you're just talking for a long time, why don't I go first? Thanks, buddy. And then go after me. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, so why don't we start with Adam Long, 6,900 bucks. Um, I mean, he missed the cut in his last start at Potomac, but he missed out on the number. So who knows what could happen? And it was kind of weird weather conditions, but there's some other tournaments recently that had some wind that kind of piques my interest. You know, Mexico was T15 that got some windy conditions. Yep. T35, third, T32 at Bay Hill, T35 at Valero, finished T12 at Heritage, another like target golf, golf course. You know, I mean, like that's a guy who just kind of keeps the ball in front of him. He's a good scrambler too in these windy conditions. I trust him to get up and down. And he's got two top 20s here and three starts. Uh, that's decent course history. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good course history, Steve. Good. Right, fine. All right. We're splitting the hairs here. Um, semantics is my game, sir. You know, and like, I think this is a gross pick. But, like, if it's going to be kind of like, if he, if he can make the weekend and it kind of just gets winning conditions, like, like a Rory Sabatini, who is just a good scrambler and just kind of can just win, like, you know, just grind out pars and stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, he's got a lot of experience here. He made a stupid fucking hat. Did he win here? Like, 20 years ago? Did he that win count? I'm sorry, I think he, he won. won here. No, he did. He won in, like, 2011 or something. So he's got a bunch of other good finishes. I mean, like, this is, they can, I think course history matters at this place. And if it's going to be difficult conditions, I think he can get around. And you're just kind of banging on making a cut. You know, you got GT Poston as well. Um, I mean, what? T9 at Wells Fargo in crappy weather conditions. You got, he, he finished T3 at Heritage, another target golf, golf course. Like him. And Steven Yeager, you know, like, he was dog shit ever since, like, he came up this year, but, I mean, he was one of the best players on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, and he's actually starting to play much better lately. Yep. You know, the irons are coming around. He's, he's always a really good scrambler and putter. Uh, you know, T6 at, at Potomac, T15 in Mexico, yep. uh, T38 at Byron Nelson. You know, for 6800 bucks for a guy that I think has some tools to handle some, you know, adverse weather conditions where guys are missing a ton of greens, I kind of like him this week. So those are my four guys under seven. 
Capper, no. what about you now? So I'm with you on Long and and Jaeger. Uh, so Jaeger's 17th around the green here too. Um, and like you said, when you're down here, you just try to find at least one thing somebody does well, especially, uh, there's a lot of fucking garbage down here. Um, so I'm with you on them. And I literally just said that McCarthy, uh, isn't my guy. Um, uh, but I don't mind him this week. Um, I mean, he, he hasn't missed the cut in since fucking Phoenix. Um, so cut maker plus pretty well on bent. Um, his around the green is okay. All his troubles come off the tee and some tee to green. But listen, if he can get super hot with his putter and at his price, fine with McCarthy. And then if you go all, I'm surprised you didn't talk about Gim. So I'll talk about so Gim. All the comp courses he plays well at, right? Mm-hmm. Right, he plays well at, and you know he's he's fine around the green. He's fine with his with the iron range that we're looking for. Um, I, I I just think he's going to garner a lot of ownership. Under that's fine. That's fine. So all the way at the bottom, you got Adam Shank. Check six. I think he's sixty one hundred to six k. Like six k flat. Six k flat. He's made his last fucking three cuts. He's got. He's sixth in one twenty five to one fifty. Uh, in proximity with with this uh in this uh in this field. Like I mean, and he's made and he's got decent course history. Like he's made. Let's see. He fucking uh. So yeah. So whatever. He's made the cut twice. Like, that's fine for me. At stone minimum, fucking 6K. 6K? Like, yes. You can make some shit fit, and you can do worse than Adam Shank. Wasn't he almost first-round leader, like, like three weeks ago? He made, like, 15 fucking birdies on, like, the front end. Do you remember yeah, that? Might, that might have been in Mexico. Yeah. Like, it was fucking insane. And, like, you could do a hell of a lot worse uh, than a 6K guy who should make the cut. I used to play him all the time. Everybody used to call him Adam Shank, the cut maker. Like, he would just make all the cuts. He had, like, the record for made cuts. And, yeah. yeah. Give me, give me six K, Adam Shank. Let's go. And then I think he started talking about that, and then he started. Yeah, then he the fucking cut. missed the cut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, funny, yeah. funny how that happens. So weird. How that works. <laughs> so right. that work. yep. All right, Jeff. What about you? Who are some uh, guys? Uh, no, those good. Some good names there. Uh, you mentioned a couple that I have. I wrote four names down at the bottom of that list. Was Rory Sabatini. Not gonna lie. Uh, he yeah, let him go. He has been playing a little bit better as of late. Uh, but I'm really trying to get out of the habit. You know, banking on these washed up guys, these old guys. I'm just, I can't. you would think I would have like learned my lesson by now. Like I gotta stop with these washed up, like forty year old guys. It's it's because you identify with them, man. That's all. Maybe, but no, I'm talking like the <laughs> like Kucher and Snedeker and Streelman and Kucher's been playing good, man. No, but you can't count on them. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I gotta. I need some. Young blood. So in that vein, I was looking at maybe uh, like an Austin Smotherman. But, you know, Super you don't know what you're going to get from these guys. Super chalk, too. I mean, he's going to be almost 10%, I bet, in the 6K range. Okay, maybe. So it will depend on, like, on uh, lineup construction or something. But it's a, but it's a, it's a name. If I don't want to go with a, a crafty veteran, I want to take a, a flyer on some Corn Ferry guy. Yeah. You know, I had JT Poston written down. He's also been good. But the guy I like the most, and neither of you mentioned him, is uh, Carlos Ortiz, who's been pretty dog shit all year. Yep. And I played him in the, uh, I guess it was a Byron Nelson a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if Abe Answer is popular, Texas guy, and he's Mexican, and there's a thing about Mexi- Mexican players playing in Texas. It's a thing. You can say whatever you want. It's a thing. And uh, 
I Carlos Ortiz, his only win is in Houston, by the way. I might go back to the well with that. If his ownership is fine, if nobody's talking about him, uh, I kind of like Ortiz down there. He's 6,500, which might give me some flexibility to add to be a little heavier on top if I want to. But we'll see. You know, it's Monday. It's Monday. We've got some guys. We'll see what happens. But those are uh, – I like Ortiz the most. But, yeah, I don't I don't hate those Sabatini posting type things. So I can't, I can't believe, what? Steve, that you're on – no, Steve is on fucking posting. He used to take me to the fucking woodshed every time I would mention his name. Okay. Good, good well, first listen, well, listen, you've warmed up to Fleetwood, and I cooled on him at the Byron Nelson, and I ended up being right on that. So you know what? We sometimes we flip flop on this stuff. It's fine. Just yeah. I can't. I it just I was like jarred. I was like, wait, fucking what? Like I don't know. Oh, Capper, did you hit Rory first round leader? I did. Congratulations. That's two weeks in a row, then, right? It is two yeah, weeks in a row. You're a fucking man, Captain. First <laughs> round leader guy. Anytime anybody asks me, I'm sending them to you. I know. You, you randomly I tag me on Twitter when somebody asks you that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't pay attention. But, yeah, great job, man. Congratulations. Thanks, buddy. Especially to Munoz. That was awesome. That's our guy. That's, that's awesome. That's uh, that's a guy. That's a guy that I know. Me and John constantly the bat. Like any, like I'll bet him again this week. Like he'll be on my first round leader guy this week. Like yeah. he's just a guy who gets out of the gates. Like and you want to give me fucking eighty to one all day? Let's go. I don't care. I bet. I bet way worse bets. <laughs> like I'm not worried. Oh, that's a good bet. Yeah. Oh, he's great. What Bessie? All right. Th- oh, so let, let's. Well, I guess we can save it for the betting show. But since Jeff's on here, real quick, there's definitely an advantage for a first round leader going up on ten, right? I haven't looked into it, but. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'd have to look back at my notes last week. That's or right. Last year. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, outright right time. Jeff, you got any, uh, tonight that you want to share? Well, you just mentioned the, the not thing was going to be very popular. So I don't love that, but no, I'm almost positive that I'm going to be playing Taylor Gooch. That's going to be like my play, my pick, my, my bet, my anchor. I really, I enjoyed watching him strike the shit out of the ball last week and miss every makeable birdie putt. But <laughs> I hope that they fall this week. What if, he gets, what if he gets paired up with Nye again? Well, you know, that would be unfortunate, Capper, but we I'm don't like it. Negative. No, I I won't factor that in. But I just, uh, I like Gooch a lot. I haven't got, to be honest, I haven't gone through all the ranges, but I mean, I can, I can make shit up as we go, but I like uh I like Gucci a lot, but I haven't put the bet in yet. Okay. So we'll see that. Okay. Uh Capper, what about you? Only thing I got right now is Fina thirty five to one. I was busy at fucking work today and I get shitty numbers because I live in Florida and DeSantis is an asshole who doesn't want to legalize betting. Uh so the only thing I have right now is thirty five to one. I'll have them all figured out by tomorrow. Um okay. yeah, that's it. All right. Um so one thing I kinda know is just looking at guys who won this thing. A lot of like on the list I'm just like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like Nobody really like flashy, like except for Spieth or something like that. But like, not a ton of like, like phenom young stud, just like blue collar, just grind it out. But like you know, hanging around the top fifty in the world type guy that we look back like, oh, that makes sense. He won. <laughs> so kind of the guys I bet this week are similar to that. Tony Finau forty one to one, good course history here. Uh, I like how he hit the ball last week. Um, 
I think if it's going to be windy conditions like 2019 where he did very well, I like that. I, I got to feel about Webb Simpson. I like the fact he changed the irons and he actually showed well last week. Um, and that's a guy who I feel like this type of track suits him. Uh, he has a couple wins on bent grass, even though he's known as a Bermuda guy. 48 to 1 on him. I don't mind that. Uh, Gary Woodland, 50 to 1. Uh, I, you know, he should have won Bay Hill. He played well nope. at Valero Texas Open, played well at the Honda, like, you know, some difficult playing conditions. And he's got good courses for here. I like that. And Patch Greed, 100 to 1. I'm just going to go do it. It's, it's 100 to 1. Why not? I like what I saw last week. Um, and I like the fact that he finally hit his irons good and he's got good course history here. And again, like I just see like on like the Wikipedia page looking at Colonial saying like, oh, Patrick Reed won. And then last one, just FOMO. This is throwing money away, but Bryson 100 to 1. Right. It, it's 100. Yeah, it's 100 to 1. What? Yeah, there's, there's worse bets you can make at triple digits. Didn't I just, didn't I just do that like two weeks ago with him? Throw five bucks on yeah, it. Yeah, throw ten bucks on and call it a day. I'm gonna join you on. I'm gonna join you on Reed, Steve. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I, think so, I, might, I think so I might. Some other guys I'm considering. I like the Gooch column. Considering him at forty. Considering Kirk at sixty, but he seems like he's gonna be chalk. Uber chalk. He's Consider, not uh, And considering Hoagie at seventy, I just I don't know if I see him as like a two-time winner on the PGA Tour though. This yeah. Year. That's exactly. the thing. So I so I might just leave it. You at, said the same thing about Coke Rack. Literally the same exact thing about Coke Rack, and then he went out and won that week. That's I'm true. betting. I'm betting fucking Hoagie. Now. Well, you know, you know what? And I also besmirch his quote unquote decent course history. Yeah. So maybe you know, and I've been kind of swaying the uh, the universe lately with some things I've been saying. So I think I'm actually the curse or the reverse curse. So maybe I should just bet at seventy. It's whatever. Wait, um, I'm, I'm considering Gooch, Kirk, and Hoagie. Uh, Maybe one or two of those guys. And then I'm going to try to keep my options open for the weekend. Not get over committed on a whole lot of stuff and fire some bullets because that worked for me last week. Yep. Uh, catching JT at 22 on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll try and do it again. What number did you get? Woodland at? 50. I fucking hate offshores. They're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> golf over podcast bingo. Okay. <laughs> Governor stocks, offshores, yeah. <laughs> something about weather. Yeah, Harold Varner. Like That's a good bingo. We got yeah, them you, all. Yeah, you should make. Go ahead, make a bingo card. Put one of your people on it and make a bingo card for it. That would be fucking funny. I like that. We should maybe we'll get Paul to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we take one more ad break and then we'll uh, close out the show. All right, so this is a super long ad break because Steve didn't make the fucking uh, reads right. So uh, we're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things, and they cost you less than 3 bucks a day, and you're invested in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and they have over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And as you guys know, that browsing online with our incognito bone doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without ad security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish to make it 
Easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, Jeff, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. And they're offering a set incredible 70% off their yearly pan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free, and it's super easy to use. All you got to do is tap a button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, search for, and buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP, and use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right. Jeff, you got any plugs to uh, close the show with? No. Uh, in a second, Capper, you have to in every like, odd, awkward, like any any opportunity to just put me down. I wasn't putting you down. I was just giving you advice, man. That's all. You, no. you, you don't do that to your other people. I do it to Steve all the fucking he time. Actually, he actually does. It's so, it's so he knows I'm paying attention. You, you don't do that to your other very special guests. Uh, you know, I don't think you listen okay. at this point. At this point, you're not a very special guest. You're like a regular, so I'm gonna break oh. your balls ball. That's that's how it works. Okay. That's, it's it better is. to be a regular. That's all. There it is. Okay. Better to be a regular. Hey, at least you admit it. I appreciate. If, that. if I don't break your balls, it means I don't like you, Jeff. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> um, do I have any plugs? Well, I think everybody knows on a Wednesday nights on YouTube or Twitter, Nagels Bagels. I'm gonna go over my. I uh, possibly. I will possibly. Uh, give out a lineup that I'm going to be playing. I'm going to go over my picks and my fades and everything else, break down the field a little bit more in depth, and have a little fun with it. So if you want to want to check that out Wednesday nights or on Twitter, Nagels Bagels, YouTube, whatever, you can find me. And uh, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on tonight to break this down. feels like we're like halfway through the golf season now, two majors in the books, and I really uh, – I feel like a little refreshed. I'm, ready, I'm getting ready for the, the second half of the season, the home stretch, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's win a little bit more money. I'm going, going to the U.S. Open in Boston. Looking forward to that. What's, uh, are you what's, going? What day, you, what day are you going? I don't know yet. I'm going to be there. Like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. It's Father's Day. It's my wife's birthday. I know Andy and cousin. Mush, everybody's breaking my balls to go up there. The fucking tickets are so goddamn expensive, though. Uh, well, I have, I might have a connection, so huh. I might not have to worry about that. So, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think I know the connection. I think I know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's a thing. That, the wheels are in motion. It's fine. And I have interest in meeting that cousin Mush guy. So, hey, easy, Jesus uh, fucking Christ, uh, easy, stop, stop. I'm not stopping. I'm telling you right now, I have no interest in meeting that guy. So. If you are going to be there and you want to hook something up, know that ahead of time. Do not ambush me with somebody I do not have any interest in talking to. If, if by the way, since we're kind of on that subject, and I think I know Listen. you're listening to it, do you have any thoughts on Xander at the PGA? I don't remember seeing a shot from him after Thursday. Uh, no. Yeah, very. Well, I'm having concerns about him. With the wind, you know, we talked about it before the tournament. I texted you and I said, what do you think about this theory? And you came back at me with some stuff. And, yeah, I guess it's subjective. It's like, well, he finished second at Tory. It's like, yeah, well, he would have won if it wasn't for the wind. It seems like it's a 
it's a it's a hindrance. I don't know. He didn't. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. He went, what he finished thirteenth. Yeah, it was very. I I, I, I had to look on the leaderboard. I'm like, where did he finish? I'm like, oh, it was that high. I just. Cassie, Cassie, he had a good, Cassie, had a good Saturday. A lot of people went backwards on Saturday. Yeah. He hung in there. I think he shot even par or maybe two one under. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't as obsessive in watching his round as I usually am. I've been very, very lax, Steve, in all of my golf stuff. It's been really – it's been – I'm experimenting with this idea of being less obsessive because I'm trying to just – let things happen and not get, not beat the shit out of myself. I really beat the shit out of myself a lot when things don't go right. And in golf, when things don't go right most of the time, I'm beating the shit out of myself almost all the time. And I had to stop doing that because I was miserable. <laughs> you know what I, do you understand? I know exactly so, what you mean. So yeah, I'm not like, I was not locked in free shot. I was, I was out doing, I went to the eye doctor with my daughter on Friday when, Xander and Tiger are playing. I didn't even, I didn't even see it. Yeah. And it's fine. It's okay. I was able to go about my day, yep. which just wasn't the case a year ago. I was manic. I was obsessive. I was, everything mattered. And now it's like, let's dial it back. So, but no, he's fine. I'm interested to see what happens at the, at the U.S. Open, but I don't know what's going to be a good spot for him. He had terrible weather at the Masters this year. He didn't win. He had opportunities on the West Coast when he was home, and he blew it, and he threw in a trip to Saudi Arabia for some reason. Like, he's been fucked for a long time, and nobody <laughs> seems to want to, like, acknowledge. Like, we need to get back on track. There's something – something, something's up. He just hasn't had the best luck, or uh, – it's been, it's been brutal. And where did he just uh, – well, where did he – he just finished uh, not a, a tough – a tough loss or something. Where was tough, that? It was a tough loss. It was he just went nuclear two weeks ago. And uh, Byron Nelson, he shot like a sixty, like three or something. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, well, yeah, he was never really in that. Yeah, well, I was definitely on my. I was in the airport all day. I was. Um, so that's that that's the key. You just got to go hang out in the airport for the U.S. Open. Just go buy a ticket no, somewhere. No, 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 hang no. in the fucking airport. Just go hang out at Logan. Yeah, go hang out at Logan. Uh, that was that, that Thursday at the Byron Nelson is a perfect example. Like, there was no reason. He didn't make a birdie to, like, the 16th hole. Hit yeah. 50 bars in a row. Yeah. It was like, what are you, what is going on? This is not a hard golf course. And then he was great after that. He, he was, was the best, he was the best player after that. Yeah, but, like, what is going on? He couldn't be two, three under before he started this amazing stretch. Oh, it's so, it's so frustrating. It's like, it's just, ah. Oh. Right. Well, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to give heroin to the fucking addict. So let's stop talking about fucking Xander. Okay. I'm sorry. You're right. All right. Well, here, here's my follow-up question. I, since you're gonna be in Boston, will you be available for us U.S. Open week or? Is it yeah, we'll, we'll do a Monday night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's Excellent. do that. Excellent. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd really appreciate that. All right. So let's we'll plan on that. And, uh, yeah. I, I got nothing else. We'll uh, be back tomorrow for our uh, betting show, and uh, yeah. You know, see you tomorrow. That's it. Fucking, uh, you guys know where to find me. Boston underscore Capper on Twitter. Find Steve in the Slack channel. Uh, Twitter with Steve for a reason. Uh, like I said, go, uh, go check out Nagel's show, uh, especially on YouTube. Uh, go make sure you, uh, hit the subscribe button when you go watch it. Um, it helps Jeff out greatly. So please do that. And don't forget to rate and review us. I know we're not giving away a part of this week, but 
feel free to go ahead and give the 30 seconds. Click the five stars. Say something nice. Say something mean. Don't give a shit. Uh, just go ahead and put something in there. And, uh, yeah, other than that, let's break them fucking books. We'll be back to the bet show tomorrow. Let's go, baby. Yeah.